Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. And the poor guy starts going, <laughs> uh, and I was like... No translation needed on that. <laughs> With SI's Pat Forty. We are Super Bowl influencers. The podcast <laughs> is influencing the biggest sporting event in America. We are driving the discourse, driving the dialogue. Here's Pat and Dan. I welcome to the pod and breaking news. Maybe the proudest moment in a podcast history that really isn't very proud of itself. <laughs> but let's let's pretend we are. <laughs> For once, we can be. For once. <laughs> Today, Wednesday, whatever the date is in February. February 9th, February 2022. 9th, at Super Bowl media session, Joe Burrow, starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals and a one-time resident of Ames, Iowa, from birth to four, I guess. Yep. Said he moved when he was four. He was asked this question what do you remember about growing up in Ames, Iowa? And do you recall the tap water? The Ames tap water. All right, play it. I barely remember Ames. I was just, you know, we moved away when I was four years old. So I don't remember much about the tap water. Um, the only thing I remember about Ames is the, the big pillar in my basement. We had a little little tight basketball hoop down there. So that's about all I remember. Those tight basketball hoops are cool. Regardless. Regardless. What? At the Super Bowl, they brought up Ames <laughs> tap water. That had, that's our influence. That's us. That's we our are thing. Super Bowl influencers. The podcast <laughs> is influencing the biggest sporting event in America. We are driving the discourse, driving the dialogue. We you can't have the Super Bowl without listening to our podcast. You can't do it. I Come on now. We made a big deal of that Ames song that was dead. I think been out 20 years. We made a big thing about it. And there's one line in there about the tap water. and We made fun of it. Because who the hell raises their tap water, especially when they get their ass kicked in tap water contests to Keokuk? Maybe if he lived in Keokuk, he would have remembered it at four years old. <laughs> yeah. He might have. He might have. I don't remember the tap water, but in my head, I had a great uncle over in Keokuk. We went over there. It was like, look, I still remember. No. Pat Forty, how proud should we be? The tap I, you know, water has gone mainstream. I feel like a proud parent, quite frankly. We, we have given birth to the tap water phenomenon. It's, we took a big, big responsibility on our shoulders to, to go a deep dive on tap water in Iowa. And now look at the result. We have become 
nationwide, worldwide. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you to whoever asked the question. I don't know whether it was Jared Larson, who, whose tweet we stole this from. But uh, thank you to him or to whoever. And thank you to Joe Burrow. And now our broadening influence only continues. We are influencers now. There's a lot of burden, a lot of responsibility that comes with this. But we are officially cultural influencers on this podcast. We really are. Yeah. Right now, if we keep saying Ames Tap Water is good, though, we're, we're making sure we let people know. It's a, it's a mixed bag because we don't want to get this misinformation label and get thrown nope. off Spotify. That's true. That's true. Right. <laughs> We'd have to take down 450 episodes where we mention A and Stop Water. <laughs> Why'd you get banned? Well, we were just talking about uh, tap water. Yeah. Yeah, it's really we... not that good, it turns out. Uh, we inspired those Northwestern students to drive out of their way to we try did? tap water. Yep. I feel, I mean, I'm just, I'm bursting. First thing yeah. ride right now. Seriously, I'm going to go run around the neighborhood. I'm so happy. <laughs> Tap water for all. <laughs> from, from one lie to another lie, Pat, you were at Purdue. Was there an official yeah, well, statement I, about the drum? Oh, yeah. No, there was no. No, there was no statement about the drum, but they did have a picture in the media room of the band with the drum, and the drum itself says world's largest drum. False. And it's not true. We know that. We, it's yet another untruth fake news that we uncovered yeah don't not ban us no we're here to we're yeah we're trying to uncover the stuff yeah you went to the purdue game did, did anyone else bring this up did you did you raise it in the post game jazz matt painter <laughs> uh, you got a hell of a team here i think you can win the national title but you sit on the biggest throne of, you sit yeah. on the biggest throne of lies in Lafayette. <laughs> I did not because they don't bring the drum into the basketball games, at least not oh, to this basketball game. Can't fit. You know, it's can't a football. Fit. Yeah, it's a football mechanism. So I really need to pin down Jeff Brom on that and say, you know, are you taking responsibility for this outrageous claim? College is about seeking the truth, your truth, the That's truth, it. the world's truth. You have to ask questions. And apparently nobody Purdue asks any questions. They just try to become astronauts or something. <laughs> Good engineers. I did listen. I will say this. Talk about engineers. I listened to two kids. I don't know what their role was, you know, in the game, whether they were like helping with stats or whatever, but they were engineering students and they were talking about their upper level classes. And at one point, the kid, one kid said to the other said, yeah, I like working the football games more because you can go sit in the back of the press box and do your homework during the game. That, <laughs> that's Purdue. <laughs> that's Purdue. Uh, all right, we have a few items. We're going to get to more Super Bowl talk. We're not done with you, Joe Burrow, our no. hero. No wonder he's so damn good. He drank Iowa tap water. Right. It's like, right? It's like the breastfeeding or the or yeah. the, the, the formula, right? That's a big debate. Just, he was you know, raised with Ames, purity. Ames, there's no formula. It's none of that. You immediately, upon birth, you just drink the water. That's it. That's it. You, they just give you don't need breastfeeding. You don't need for, you need You need nothing but. We'll talk about a Super Bowl champion. That's right. This is a secret. Could be anything. It could be. Um, we had some fun quotes this week from Oklahoma or involving Oklahoma. First, we have Lincoln Riley, USC coach, who said, uh, you got the audio of this? Sully, we didn't take players from Oklahoma. We took players from the transfer portal. <laughs> didn't take players from Oklahoma. I took players from the transfer portal. This is like me saying I did not take Bush Light from a uh, a brewery in St. Louis, I took it out of the box that the brewery sent me. <laughs> yes. This is yet another example of Lincoln Riley being very specific, cleverly specific with his wording. 
You remember after they lost Oklahoma State in the Bedlam game, and he was asked about his future, and he said, I'm not going to be the head coach at, at LSU. He did not say anything about USC, and then 24 hours later, he was. Now here, again, he is by letter of the law. He would be, boy, he'd be a lawyer's dream. Answer the question as directly and finitely as possible. Good job. I think he took them all from Oklahoma. They were all at Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. He raided the place. Uh, governor of Oklahoma got revenge. Governor Kevin Stitt. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. At his actual state of the state address. Quote, <laughs> can you imagine leaving a place like Norman, Oklahoma for a place like Southern California? Stitt said. <laughs> during, to a mixture of laughter and applause. I mean, who would do that? <clears throat> I mean, boy, who, you know. I, clearly, why, why would anybody leave the dream place that is Norman? I just want to say it's 80 degrees outside right now. <laughs> yes, Sully, On February so. the 9th, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's not 80 in Norman. I'm pretty sure of that. I like Norman and all, but if it was so great, more people would live there. I mean, that's, uh, that, yeah, that was, yeah, my point is, yeah, that, that <laughs> they also named like the final three feet of the highway leading out of the state of Oklahoma that the, after Lincoln Riley. So they're yeah. pretty petty down there. In right. And that's oh. like Route 66 left the Dust Bowl to go to California. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That, yes. That, yes. That's why all the, all the Oklahomans, that was the, that was the path out and where they went, where they ended up. So I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that this this break, like Notre Dame is done with Brian Kelly so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear any Notre Dame family like, ah, let's take some shots at Brian Kelly. Everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But bad Kelly, dancer, bad accent. And Kelly's yeah. not saying anything bad about Notre Dame. It's just sort they just broke up. It's just like there was a good breakup. This but this Oklahoma Lincoln Riley one is a bad breakup. It's a messy breakup. Here's the thing. Oklahoma's never been jilted before. Yeah. That's I mean, they've never had a coach. They had one coach, if you go back, Gomer Jones or somebody. Or maybe it was Chuck when Chuck Fairbanks went to the NFL, but like nobody has ever left Oklahoma for another college college job. So now, like this is their ego has been hurt, uh, their feelings have been hurt, and they ain't handling it too well. I mean, I wrote that story on Lincoln from L.A. and the response is woo. They uh, the the internet shorthand <clears throat> many of the fans are now using for Lincoln Riley is. Tebow, T B O W, that out west. Oh, um, yeah, they're <laughs> they're they're not real, not real, not real happy right now with Lincoln Riley. They're up in their feelings. <laughs> Let's get to the Super Bowl talk. Let's get to the Super. Bowl. Okay, we like to just you know note who's in the Super Bowl and then tell stories about when they were in college because everybody in the Super Bowl played college football, and for the first time in the history of this segment. We don't have to talk either Mahomes or <clears throat> Brady or <Yeah>. both. <laughs> Do you know Tom Brady was the sixth string? Um, he played Alabama in a Citrus Bowl once. I wish you would do a documentary to explain how he wasn't uh, highly thought of in the draft process. Maybe that would be an interesting. <laughs> have you seen the picture of him at the Combine? <laughs> There's a new one. Tom Brady has more documentaries than Super Bowl titles, I think. Far more. Well, I guess if you count each, each episode. Anyway... Let's start with the uh, let's start with one of the quarterbacks, the star of the show. We'll go to Burrow. We can start with Burrow. Yeah, starts his career at, o at Ohio State. Famously, uh, is not going to get the job over Dwayne Haskins. Wants to go to Nebraska. 
Scott Frost isn't sure he's better. People kill Scott Frost for that, but you know, how do you know, really? Right. At the time, all you know about Joe Burrow is he's a three-star recruit from in-state who couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins. Right. Um, yep. Who was good. Oh, but, great college quarterback. But LSU saw enough and took him. Now, LSU never had a quarterback down there. They finally get Joe Burrow. He goes down and, uh, of course, uh, ends up leading him to the 15-0 and national championship, incredible season, the whole thing. What's your Joe Burrow story, Pat? It's all LSU-related. Uh, this was 2019. Um, I had two interactions with him, one near the end of my tenure with Yahoo and one near the beginning of my tenure with Sports Illustrated. So I, I kind of missed like getting a great chance to write about him. But I was at SEC Media Days before his last season there. He was coming off an OK season as the quarterback at LSU. But I didn't, you know, I was like, uh, you know, this guy, OK, well, I'll talk to him, you know, and to get get some guys up in a side room and everything. And he was really, really like noteworthy, engaging. He was funny. He was smart. He was really confident and forcing, you know, you have to wait through the usual, oh, the, the, the SEC, actually all the media days is the same thing where you see athletes dressed in suits and everybody ha feels like they then have to ask like five questions about their suit and their socks and stuff. It's like nobody freaking cares, but that's, a, you, get, you get a lot of that. You certainly get that from some TV folks. Oh, that's a that's great socks there. Tell me about your sock game. <laughs> yeah, waste my time a little bit more. Anyway, but but Burrow was like, really? Bat, I mean, Bat, stood out. You just cheered someone asking about tap water when the kid was three years old. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's a whole different deal, man. We got to a an important national topic on that. No, but I was like, boy, this guy. I you know I can't wait to watch him play. He just seems right on top of it. And there was talk about new offense and Joe Brady and all that. And like, yeah, okay, we'll see. And then he starts just blowing up immediately. And then fast forward to the college football playoff championship game media day. And he has, you know, had one of the great seasons in in college football history. And I didn't really get a chance to write a lot about him then because Ross Dellinger knows Louisiana, knows LSU better than anybody. So you get out of his way and let him do that deal. But I stood there and listened to Burrow, you know, with about 30 or 40 media people around him for like a half an hour. Just like, I just want to want to listen in on him. And I probably said this at the time on the pod. I have never, ever heard a college player and maybe not even a pro player speak as steadily and confidently as he did for that 30 minutes. There were literally no verbal crutches in any of his answers. There was no, uh, you know, well, I mean, like none of that. I, I, I was just shocked because you're just so used to hearing that. And he was talking like, like a professor almost. He was just so sure of, of everything that he was saying in response to questions he didn't know were coming. Uh, and so you're like, you're watching it like, well, of course he can see it, look at a defense and say, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, I mean, that, so I just was really impressed with just with the intellect and sure footedness he showed and then just the sheer confidence as well. So right then and there, I was like, okay, Joe Burrow's a little special, a little different. Joe Burrow reminds me of Brady and talking to him a lot. And, and the whole gimmick of uh, how he's, kind of resurrected this very, very confident guy, even if at times there he shouldn't be. Now, obviously, he was the number one pick, and Brady was 199, as we know. But it was like he was passed over, but always believed in himself, got the shot, and did really well. Um, 
And now he's just sort of, he's just cool, right? He's just cool. He's just here. Yeah, of course. Why weren't he was saying in the middle of the season, we're good. We got good players and good coaches. We're trying to, you know, we're going to be really good. And it's like, oh my God, a Bengal <laughs> is telling us that they're going to be good. Like, oh, you know, geez, don't do that, Joe. But um, they're good. Yeah. Um, I'll say this about Burrow. The last, the 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 lasting image of, was that championship game, and after, same thing. Very confident guy that week. Um, but the cigar, which yes. is now his thing, the post game cigar. He smokes the cigar in the Superdome. Yep. Which uh, uh peep, you know, was illegal, of course, but uh, not for an LSU quarterback. Just one. So was Odell Beckham <laughs> handing out cash? For yeah, that was are. fake money. I was going to get yeah, to that. Who's also that, in this Super Bowl? Yes, he's in that Super Bowl, and he gave him fake money. Remember LSU came yeah. out? Remember that, that Odell was, the, was throwing money around? It was fake money. It was Where would he get fake money? Why would Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. have counterfeit <laughs> money? That's worse than giving the money. <laughs> that was, to me, one of the all-time greatest examples of college athletic programs. Just saying, oh, just lie. Just lie. <laughs> They'll buy it. <laughs> I was on the field after the game, and that sure didn't look kind of it. And I'm not an FBI agent by any means, but. <laughs> right, well, then, then Burrow got looked- asked, like, on the Dan Patrick show. Was that real money? Yeah, it was real money. Oh, of course okay. It like, it'd be one thing if he had, like, Monopoly money or something, like, as a joke. <laughs> yeah. But he would have had to have gone out and gotten money that looked almost exactly <laughs> like real money, which I think would cost, like, the, the effort would be so insane. Yeah, that's it. They're like, you think Odell Beckham's going Beckham's to go to the effort of going to find fake money? I mean, no, he's just going to bring ten grand and spread it around the locker room, or whatever he did. Yeah, you don't want to mess with because uh, you know what? You forget, and then all of a sudden, you you <laughs> buying your buying your Dunkin' Donuts the next morning, you getting some <laughs> coffee, you throw a twenty down, and it's like, woo. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. in a counterfeit money scheme. Like, no, really, uh, my, it was the NCAA. No, that was the greatest explanation ever by LSU. Yeah. Uh, and no, they no, put it out no in internal. an official statement, an official yeah. statement saying that. No investigations, no, no. Bon Shonigan King hiring the law firm. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, fake money. Yep. Prove it. These Wasn't guys real. spent yep. that thing down on Bourbon Street. That money was gone. <laughs> yeah, There was, wasn't a trace of that money. Um, we don't want to know where it went. No, don't ask. All right, don't but this tell. cigar. Now yeah. it's cool. He smokes the cigars. Oh, yeah. The Cincinnati Inquirer did a story on the on the cigars. <laughs> uh, he likes La Auroras that are ten bucks a cigar. Fantastic, cheap, fairly cheap cigars. They're not that cheap, but if you're the, if you're yeah. the number one pick in the draft, you could probably you could probably upgrade a little. You could step up your, your cigar game. But Joe Burrow does many great. He's very you know. Very athletic, cool guy, right? Except for smoking cigars. He does not know how to smoke a cigar. He smokes a cigar like a cigarette. <laughs> Watch I, the video of him smoking the thing. He's like got his lips all wrong. And what would you tell me? As someone, as I've smoked about two cigars in my life and two cigarettes in eighth grade once that made me ill. So, how are you supposed to smoke a cigar if it's different than a cigarette? You got to look at the video. Watch, get, get, I don't know. You're, you're supposed to like. <laughs> This, take it, he's holding the thing all wrong. Holds Hold it, it wrong. His lips are all... He doesn't know how to smoke a cigar. <laughs> that one of him and LSU's got his leg up. Like well, if he like doesn't sick. know what he's doing, then maybe he should... It's the only thing he doesn't know what to do. I'm a, I mean, I got no criticism of the guy except this. Work on your cigar game because you're going to win a lot of titles, but, you know, you're going to... This is... Maybe step up the cigar, although I like the, the everyman cigar. All right, let's watch the cigar. See how he's doing it? 
Yeah. No, I'll admit it doesn't uh, doesn't look like it a, in. He's holding it in. He's like he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. know how to smoke a cigar. He is holding it in, and yeah, no, the, the the mouth positioning doesn't look good. Okay, see now the guys they got other videos in here. Oh, there's Odell. Yeah. Everyone looks like Butch yeah. Jones after they beat Tennessee. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> it, it's I mean, yeah. it's a good thing there. not to know how to inhale a, a nicotine <laughs> as a pro athlete. I mean, it's better <laughs> if you don't, I guess, but he's got to step it up on that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, he's got some work to do in that area now. Maybe he has. That was two years two years ago, so he might be a better smoker now. Okay, he's getting working on it. We'll see what he does. Maybe they win Sunday. I encourage him to bust out the cigar, although out in L.A. That's why you <laughs> yeah. don't move from Norman to L.A. They they <laughs> might get after you. They might. Yeah, they might get after you. Um. All right. Who else you got? Who else you want to talk about? You got a Stafford story? I really don't. I don't have anything. I Matthew Stafford. Uh, I have a Stafford story. Okay. Give us the Stafford. Stafford story. was like big hype, but then they, they, they just never got over. I did cover that the game they played Alabama and Alabama pounded them early. Mm-hmm. That was probably that a game. disappointing night. Yeah. Um, great, great scene down in Athens. Oh, but, I covered that game too. Yeah. 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 We can talk but, about um, But then the, it was, you know, you were not spending time with Stafford. All right. So I did a story with Stafford when he was going to be the number one pick of the draft and he was coming to New York. That's when the draft was in New York. Yep. And I met him at LaGuardia. And then I was going to ride in his car with him over to Manhattan. LaGuardia is out in Queens, if you don't know the city. And uh, we were going to, it was like, that was the the column, like the guy on the verge. Right. And at that point, you didn't just become the number one pick. That was, there was no rookie salary caps. He signed like a $70 million contract. Wow. Right. Or something. I mean, it was massive. Those deals were huge. And they were, had to negotiate it. That was the big thing. So they were negotiating the deal. So we're driving over. Matthew's great, not really nice guy. Um, and I got to know him when he was in Detroit for a long time. But he's a he's a college kid, right? He's 21 years old. He's, right. he's got like six buddies coming up. They're all going to stay in one hotel room. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm like, you could have sprung for a couple more. He's like, they can handle themselves. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're about to make 70 million. But at that point, he had no money. He's just a college kid. And actually, that night. So this is the day before the draft. He and Mark Sanchez, who I think was the fifth pick, they met up with, and Sanchez had a crew of like his high school buddies or college, whatever. And they all met up at some, I think like the Blar- one of the Blarney Stones, which is like a run-of-the-mill kind of divish Irish bar in Manhattan. They're all over Manhattan. Yeah. Um, they all met up there and got like just hammered beers the night before the draft. That was like their thing. Like no, no fancy, no fancy anything, just... So I always appreciated all that. That was that was what they ended up doing. But we're driving over and we're in Manhattan. And at this moment, okay, at this very moment in time, Matthew Stafford is unemployed, dropped out of college, and has no money. Okay. <laughs> That's his reality at that moment. Yeah. And we pass a fortune teller, one of these fortune teller like windows, yep. like we went to in New Orleans. Yep. Yep. And I said, he goes, oh, look at that. How do those things work? I've always heard about those fortune teller things. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, let's go in. Like, can yeah, we stop gotcha. and go in? This would be the greatest thing ever. Uh, this story ends up being quite disappointing. But I'm like, this would be the greatest thing ever because we could. And he's like, yeah, we could trick her. I don't have any money. <laughs> like, what's my future? Right. How's my future look? And if she says not that good, he goes, oh, you could be like busted. I'm about to become the number one pick of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> But the NFL had him on too tight of a schedule, and we were not allowed to go in. Oh, not let man. us go. No fun league. 
Oh, I was. I, I'm like, dude, you got. Come on, man. He's like, I have to take him directly to the. Would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, Imagine that, if she was like, yeah, I'm not so sure about your future. I'm like, I think it's pretty good. You're going to spend the good. next 15 years in Detroit and then finally break through. Yeah. I think is what well, she was going to say. Next, I spent 12 years with them and I didn't make any 70 million. I'm just doing this crappy podcast. <laughs> Influential podcast, Dan. Influential. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mispronounced that. Yeah. Inf- I mispronounced yeah. influential. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> his, his 12 years his twelve years in Detroit where it's like the low point of his life. They were like my best years. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that's beautiful. All right. So that's my Matthew Stafford story. All right. Um, who else we got? Um, about Von Miller, your guy Von Miller. Von Miller, yeah. Now that uh, that's not a story of covering him in college. That's just a story of deep hurt as a fan. But Von Miller is no longer a Denver Bronco. You know, I, it's hard to watch him make plays for them. It really is. I, I, I just I love Von. Von is will forever be. At least we'll see what happens. But I, I am feel pretty comfortable in saying he will forever be my second favorite Bronco of all time behind John Elway. And he was the reason Denver won the 2015 Super Bowl. Got to the Super Bowl and then won it as he destroyed the Carolina offense almost single handedly in that game. Uh, All week. He was yeah. so confident that week. He kept talking about it. He was oh, like, yeah. You guys don't think we can win because they were uh, Cam Newton and, and, and Carolina was 17 and one. Yeah. yeah. And he but, just uh, destroyed Cam Newton in that game. Yeah. I didn't, I, I was, as a fan, I was very confident Denver would win that game because I just thought we had to get past the, the Patriots, which we did. And my God, did Von Miller and the rest of the team make. Tom Brady's life a living hell, and he still almost won the game. That was that was one of Brady's more impressive games, I will say, in defeat. I think it was the field. Then they missed two field goals. That would have won them. Yeah, I, I can't remember for sure. I just remember like Denver pounding him and harassing him and making him throw terrible passes, and he still kept driving him down the field. And it was you know one of those you're white knuckling to the end with a definitely superior team. That was awful. But won the game, so that was cool. that was one of those years where the, the Broncos were just like, like, oh my god, I can't believe we beat him. It's, yeah, it's just Brady was just so hard to beat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Other than you know, it just didn't happen. Broncos did it a couple times in in Baltimore. Von Miller, A and M. He was a poultry science major. <laughs> he actually has not a, a, not a meat judger. No poultry science. Uh, I remember him uh, saying to me, uh, "I said, why poultry science?" I think at the time he was agriculture. Or something is how he described it, and he goes, "It's a wide open field." <laughs> it didn't even mean it was didn't even get the joke. I started laughing, but I thought he was joking. Uh, then I learned to shut up because you don't want to laugh at um, Von Miller. Maybe not um, if he's not in on the joke. Uh, if he can ragdoll Cam Newton, <laughs> yeah. friendly correspondent is in trouble. Here is a quote on why he became a poultry science major, and he actually has a chicken farm in California. Does he? Yeah. Imagine like. The guy next door, like your house next door is for sale. And then all of a sudden you hear, oh, hey, Von Miller buying your, buying the NFL stars. I'm going to be next door. Awesome. And then he wrecks like a massive chicken coop. Because <laughs> I don't think Von's living in like a poor neighborhood. No, the right? Beverly Hills chicken coop. <laughs> I, I, I'd have to You're see like, what the zoning rules and the, the like the, housing you, covenants have to say about that. What are you going to do? Go over there and knock on the door? <laughs> like, hey, I don't really appreciate this chicken coop, Von. <laughs> It's like, well, okay, let's settle this. <laughs> so uh, he has he wants to be a chicken farmer. So here's his quote on why he became a, he got into the chicken 
uh, quote, I needed two easy credits for the semester. Okay, we all been there. <laughs> and I was like, put me in the chicken class. <laughs> Finest university on earth, Jimbo says. That's right. I don't know if Notre Dame, reputable Notre Dame, does it have the quote chicken class? <laughs> my daughter has not taken poultry science at Stanford <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. Not even poultry science, the chicken class. The chicken class. Even, the yeah. chicken class. Okay. <laughs> at like rocks for jocks, right? Geology <laughs> for athletes. At first, I used to fall asleep. I just was not into the class. Okay. But my can't, professor. Can't blame him there. No. Uh, Dr. Morgan Farnell, he's a huge catalyst about why I am so passionate about it now. He was just not going to settle for me sleeping through the class. After a while, I became more and more interested. Hats off to you, Dr. Farnell. Down yeah. Down there at the finest university if you in can America. Get, yeah. Get get uh, Vaughn Miller on the path to being a chicken magnate, I guess. That's yeah. Impressive. Who knows? Could be. Looks, we need as many chickens as we can get in the world. We do. We got a lot so, of chicken sandwiches to be made. So that's, my, that's my Von Miller story. Aaron Donald, oh, you probably didn't cover him. Didn't as, cover Aaron Donald. As, as, is there a school that's never really any good that's had more unbelievably great players than Pitt? <laughs> no, no. Larry Fitzgerald, Tony Dorsett, Hugh Green. Darrell Revis. Yeah. Man. Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah. and they're never really good. I mean, Tony Dorsett was, but that was the 19, 1970s. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, Darrell Revis, Larry Fitzgerald, Aaron Donald. Those are three all-time greats. And... I don't think we, I, I never covered him in college other than knowing like Larry Fitzgerald was really damn good. But Aaron Donald is a great ping pong player. Uh, usually the ping pong players are rather slight, right? Not a big muscle sport. I've covered I mean, Olympic ping pong. Yes, we have both covered Olympic ping pong. <laughs> they don't look like Aaron Donald. First off, don't call it ping pong. They get upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, I've covered numerous gold medal matches. It is the wildest thing ever. Oh, it's great. Uh, I covered one at the 08 Chinese Olympics. I was China, there. In, you were there for the gold medal game? I think so. I was there for something. I can't I can't remember whether it was a gold medal game or not. After the gold medal game, it was two two guys both from China against each other. So yeah. everybody knew the whole thing was wild. This is like the most watched event at the Olympics. Oh yeah. Right? Cuz the TV ratings in China are so big. And one guy upset the other and the guy who upset the the winner was like 21. And this, I'm at the press conference after, and you get the translator, and this woman stands up from some television station in China, and she goes, before the, the Olympics, she said, if you, the gold medal, you'll ask your girlfriend to marry you. <laughs> and the poor guy starts going, uh, <laughs> and I was like, no translation needed on that. <laughs> I, I, I suddenly speak fluent Mandarin because I know exactly what that guy is trying to say right now. Yeah. Loud and clear. He's like, uh, I said a lot of things before the Olympics. Do I really have to follow through on all of them? I'm now a hero yeah. in a country of 1.4 billion. I remember uh, talking to the to the ping pong athletes, the, the table tennis athletes, uh, and through translator, of course, and like, Asking how did you how did you become a ping pong player, a, a star? And they're like, Well, we, we were selected for school, like at age four, based on whether you could they would bounce a ping pong ball to you and how well how well you did catching them. It's like, there okay, you, you have hand eye and you have some dexterity. Guess what? You're now a ping pong player for the rest of your life. They train, man. Yeah. So uh Aaron Donald was on hard knocks doing ping pong. He said he started playing ping pong at 14. He is very good at it. He's very confident. He Actually said he would. He wanted to. Uh, he said to me one Super Bowl that he thought about. Uh, he wants to try out for the Olympic ping pong team in America. 
Really? My guess is that, I, again, another guy I'm not going to tell this to <laughs> is face, but uh, probably not good enough. No. But uh, I'd, I'd love to see it. Probably like the people who want to see Tyreek Hill, you know, try to make the Olympic track team. Right, right. Yeah. It's like you're very fast for the NFL and all that's good. But then there's track speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little different and all that. Uh, they've got Ohio State's uh, Eli Apple. Knock on him coming out of Ohio State. This is from a scout to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Sully, I think you've become an Eli Apple fan. Uh, I worry about him because of off-field issues. The kid has no life skills at all. Can't cook. Just a baby, <laughs> not a first round. He only eats at drive-thrus. Oh, man. <laughs> I wonder which ones. We, could, we need to follow up on this. Yeah, That's right. Where does he stand on the chicken wars? Well, he had a his mom, Annie Apple, was considered kind of overbearing. She actually drove him to his first day at the New York Giants. Got dropped off like it was junior high. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, um, right. Now, he she, also had this. Now, Sully, I don't think you will like him. Eli Apple had this line about uh, he sent out this tweet before they played the Saints this year. New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city and has the worst food ever. It's that swine and crawfish that's killing y'all brains. That's right. <laughs> it's, that's just nonsense. New Orleans, <laughs> we cannot stand for that. That's that's a lie along the lines of the Purdue drum. He got like zero picks in his years with the Saints. Like he's, he's a little jaded. <laughs> he is. So does that making you a Rams fan? Yeah, oh, I'm absolutely cheering for the Rams. Okay. Oh, you live in L.A. too, so you kind of have to go along, right? We should point out Sully is wearing a Hawaii jersey right now for this taping. And not just a Hawaii jersey, a jersey that he bought an impulse buy after Timmy Chang was named the head coach there. And Sully, what, what was your state of mind when you decided to make this impulse buy? I didn't remember buying it. I woke up the next morning <laughs> after a birthday party and uh, there was a $120 charge. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm now an owner of a, not even a Timmy Chang. It's a Colt Brennan Hawaii jersey. So, <laughs> it's a good look. It's a nice jersey, but. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. The old. The, I was inspired. The drunk online shopping. Gotcha. Yeah. I haven't done that since college. It's been a long time. Timmy Chang inspired me. I really got in <laughs> it on that one. The midnight Hawaii jersey buy. I, I, I salute you for that. That's a degenerate move of degenerate moves, I would say. <laughs> if you can't watch the games, they're not playing football right now, so you buy nope. the jersey at midnight. Yep, I'm ready. I'm ready for ready for a midnight kickoff. Yeah. Another player, Dan, a Super Bowl player with his college story, Van Jefferson, Rams receiver, and a good one. He was uh, one of the great uh, Tom Mars evacuees out of Ole Miss. He was part of the the guys that were signed, were told, you know, that, that their eligibility would not be Im, uh, impaired by the NCAA investigation, that there would be no postseason bans, everything was going to be fine. And then when that did not come about and Tom Mars sailed in and got like seven guys out of there, Van Jefferson was one of them. His dad, Sean Jefferson, is an NFL assistant coach. Um as a matter of fact, coaches for the Cardinals and when, when Sean when Van scored against Sean's team this year. Sean was pissed. It was some some good video. But I remember talking to Sean Jefferson about, you know, the injustice of his son being stuck at Ole Miss and then eventually getting out and uh, and playing at Florida. So uh, I'm sure she, uh, Van Jefferson could have made it to the NFL without it. But Tom Mars will probably have a, at least a slight rooting interest for Van Jefferson on Sunday. All right. A uh, little uh, sort of news. I don't know. Maybe. 
Pete, Peyton and Eli Manning, you know, they're the Manning cast on Monday nights for Monday Night Football. Popular. I've enjoyed them. Very funny. Yep. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. Uh, they are signed an expanded deal with mm. Disney. Okay. They will do alternative broadcasts for other things. The UFC, oh. uh, which I actually think is a good idea because it might bring some new fans to the UFC. Um, although I have no idea if they know anything about the UFC. I, I did not know they <laughs> were going to make it even better. Hopefully UFC fans nothing. will be quite angry if they're not, uh, if they're not up to snuff uh, on this and other events though. Now I certainly think they would be good on a golf. I was going to say golf would be a natural, but can we get them on a college football? one? Yeah. That Tennessee oh. Ole Miss game was right. Prime. Man, that would be awesome. They got to got to get them on an ESPN. We need a Manning cast for yeah, the Tennessee Ole Miss or almost any. I mean, their their nephew's going to be playing. I was going to say get them get them on a Georgia game and ask them point blank. Can you see Arch in that uniform? Can you see Arch in an Alabama uniform? Can you I, see I'm him? I'm pretty a, excited about this. I'm yeah. pretty excited. I think it's great. Yeah, this would be good. I hopefully college football is involved in that. Mo more college football than UFC. They yes. have an ESPN <laughs> goal line, which is kind of like a red zone. I feel like if they throw them on that, that would bring that to a whole nother level. Yeah, that'd be you good. Where it's just all day they, whipping around. Their guests are good, but then there were times I just really enjoyed when they were just talking quarterbacking. But that's, that's yeah, better on the what? NFL level, not on college. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think the guests added as much as just the byplay of them like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm just yeah, them them discussing what the what the quarterbacks were seeing, what they were doing and why they were yeah. doing what they did. That was, that was and then they were good the sometimes, humor. but it was hit or miss, you know. Yeah. They and were disgusted uh, with any poor play. It was so funny. Oh, they get so mad. Or the the funny one was when that Patriot Buffalo game when Belichick just ran the ball every time. Yeah. They were getting so mad. <laughs> Start five, you got to throw the ball and they just run it and they get went Three total passes. <laughs> it was like Belichick ruins their night one more time. Beats the Mannings. <laughs> one more victory over the Manning brothers. They got a few over him, too. All right. So, Pat, it is Super Bowl weekend. I don't know if you're having a party, going to a party. You're sitting at home alone. I don't, I don't know what your deal is. But do you have any interest in this? Would you eat it? Oh, well, always up for a would you eat it. What do you got? Okay. The Hormel Chili. You know, the Hormel Chili people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I was Hormel intimately acquainted with them in college. Yeah. <laughs> Ate a lot of Hormel chili. The Hormel chili people have put out a chili cheese keg complete <laughs> with, uh, you can pump the keg to get the air in and then you can, you have like a, like a beer spigot and then it will shoot the beans and such out of a no beer spigot. Beans. It is bean free. <laughs> this is no bean. Okay. All right. um, I'm watching the promo right now. You've got live action of this? You got video of... The question wasn't, should we? It was, could we? One can. Over 1,000 servings. 10,000% of your daily recommended yum. Introducing the greatest appetizer ever made of all time. The Hormel Chili Cheese Keg. <laughs> Tap into greatness. Tap into greatness. <laughs> no beans. It appears to be like a chili cheese mix that comes out. Did you see that thing? <laughs> Something that looks like it goes on nachos at a baseball game. Yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. nacho cheese, but with yeah. some chili flavor or something. Right, right. A little cumin or whatever in there. I mean, look. It's Would you genius. eat it? Would you oh, eat it? Oh, of course. 
tap I need the greatness. whole damn keg. Oh, no. Mm. I mean, a, a great Super Bowl party now has to have two kegs, one for beer and one for chili cheese. Hormel, this is this is absolute genius. Brilliant, this is a tailgating. Moment. This is a good tailgating item. Oh, yeah. We are not getting paid for this. We should. But no, I mean, we, this we is should. funny. Who yeah. wouldn't want, who wouldn't get excited about a chili, a chili cheese keg? I don't want a Hormel chili cheese. I don't I, I don't think it's probably I, I can do better. The tap on it, too, is pretty sweet. It's got like it a little is. pan yeah. on top. I would be. This is exciting. Oh, it's fun. I am. I'm, my my brother-in-law is a lifetime Bengals fan, and I think we're going to go watch with him. But I, if I can, I will bring the chili cheese keg to that party. It may be sold out. Oh, no. Don't, don't say know. that. Uh, anyway, go to that. you go check it out yourself. It oh. says sorry on here. I don't know if you can get it. Oh, that chili cheese keg. Yeah, that's looking good. I'd, uh, I'd, I think so. Absolutely brilliant. All right. I got a story here. Maybe we should get Vaughn Miller into this. Um, so there was a, uh, a animal shelter in Union County, North Carolina, an animal shelter. And uh, somehow a rooster uh, got sent to the animal shelter. And uh, the animal shelter's rooster was a really mean it's not a, it's a very unhappy rooster. Okay. I don't know if the roosters are happy or not. I don't know why they had them in there, but. <laughs> yeah. Do, do roosters have <laughs> moods or do they have personalities? I guess not personalities because they're not persons, but still, do they have a demeanor? I'm reading the Charlotte Observer here and, and the, the, the local sheriff. I mean, everyone got involved with this rooster. Uh, apparently the rooster was uh, out in, uh, uh, was like attacking other animals, like trying to like be the toughest animal at the at the shelter <laughs> and he's only a rooster so like <laughs> roosters are tough but you got prison yard god knows what kind of things are roaming around the union county animal shelter but they're probably bigger than the rooster oh, and yeah. i could picture those, some like pit bulls or something in there is the roster is the rooster really going to take on a pit bull the rooster thought that it could that was the thing and like not these are these other animals have seen some things too they've got some they've got some emotions to work out they've been hurt <laughs> they it's a tough life. Needs to recruit this this gamecock <laughs> yeah for, this, uh... this is south carolina needs to get this guy yeah. uh, here's the story a rooster's reign of terror at this is a true story here mark price charlotte observer reign of terror a rooster's reign of terror <laughs> at a Union County's animal shelter has ended after an extremely brave soul offered to adopt the bird. Okay? Now, the bird has a name. Cluck Norris. <laughs> Shut up. Come on. Cluck, yeah, Cluck Norris. That's the name they named the bird. <laughs> Cluck Norris. Uh, Cluck Norris surrendered his grip on the shelter Thursday, February 3. <laughs> and the staff did not mince words on getting rid of a chicken that had to be kept in, quote, single cell housing, <laughs> unquote, to protect his keepers. Oh, Cluck this Norris is a real doesn't story. join the shelter. You join <laughs> Cluck Norris. Cluck, don't mess. The Cluck, the Cluck Norris got written up in the Charlotte Observer. This is like a real thing. This isn't even like, isn't one of those sometimes like some of my websites are a little, eh, you know, <laughs> we're not, <laughs> may or may not be reputable. This is a real paper. They pull it surprises and stuff. Cluck had a good run at the shelter uh, and did his best to inspire chaos in spite of the love and care offered to him. The shelter staff wrote on Facebook, normally 
Adopted animals leave the shelter with immunization records. Uh, in Cluck's case, we sent them to a new home with an anger management referral, a self-help <laughs> book, and an ankle monitor. <laughs> Operations at the shelter return to their normal calm state. The sh- this is a problem. Um, Union County Sheriff's Office posted a February 2 plea on Facebook uh, asking someone to take the alpha bird who was exhibiting all attributes of a cockfighter, pacing, strutting, crowing, and refusing to acknowledge that size matters in a brawl. Yeah, he's trying to get after the other <laughs> refusing animals. Refusing to acknowledge. Uh, this rooster was effectually given his new name, Cluck Norris, after he was placed in animal general population and immediately began <laughs> establishing his role as shelter kingpin. He was in the yard trying to try to take out yes, the biggest animal. Exactly. No, he's trying this to. the sheriff. Comes in Seriously. and goes straight to the yard and tries to shiv the toughest dude. <laughs> got to. <laughs> you got to establish your thing. You can't back down. Prison fight, you got to go. Literally, the sheriff's department. Seriously, some someone come and adopt this rooster. And somebody was dumb enough to do it. Facebook uh, poster Eddie Helms said, I know a guy who might want him. His name is Harlan Sanders. <laughs> Reign of terror. I love it. I mean, Shane but Beamer, here's the come thing. Get your, come get Cluck Norris, Shane Beamer. Get <laughs> Cluck Norris down there. That's Put him an in outside cage. linebacker. Yeah, they, do, like they, they need him. They, they, they spent like what? They had some booster give him like $900,000 to put a giant statue of a, of a rooster out front of the stadium. They need the real thing, especially one this vicious. Right there. You got Mike the Tiger roaming the sideline. They bring him yeah. out at LSU game. They do have Big Spur is what they call him, but he's certainly not as tough as this guy. This they is need, a tough, tough rooster. Yeah, no, you need to take that rooster in between the hedges and see if it'll attack Uga. Let's oh, get yeah. it on right it's then. Poor Uga already, already got taken on by Bevo. Now he's got a, a rabid rooster oh. coming after him. Oh, Texas <laughs> is joining the SEC. He'll oh. take on Bevo based on the uh, Union County Sheriff's Office. It says Clark uh, <laughs> Norris is scared of nobody. No being. I would like to have seen, like, if they had let Cluck Norris go against a pit bull, <laughs> what happens? You know, if they if they didn't try to s- separate them and put the one in single cell confinement. I mean, there's a lot of jokes in here, but clearly the staff was, like, terrified of Cluck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, they're good. They're going home like you wouldn't believe what we got to deal with. This somebody dropped off a rooster, and now like, and you know they're probably all because like I would solve this problem really quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. you would. You'd be yeah. making chicken sandwiches. <laughs> <There would> be, <laughs> the world gives you cluck, cluck Norris, and I have a nice, yeah. nice chicken fillet. Here's cluck Norris on a bun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, these people love animals, right? You work yeah. at the shelter. I'm not sure. a shelter person, right? No. I, um, but yeah, this is the wildest thing. I think I think this is an easy one. I bet you get Shane Beamer. You're always looking for recruiting, like hype. You get it written up in the Charlotte Observer. I mean, if he was perfectly willing to have mayonnaise dumped on his head, then he should be perfectly willing to have an attack rooster. I don't know if we what what happens if we match the attack rooster against the attack squirrel. Remember the meth fed attack squirrel. Oh, I got I got money on the meth squirrel. Do you? Oh, yeah. that's I think it'd be a good that'd be a good battle. Cluck. Wow, I, I'm going with Cluck. I'm going with the meth squirrel because he's got PEDs. I would. I would I, he's... <laughs> Do you drug? T- you can't drug. No drug testing in the animal wars. <laughs> wow, this is this, this is like, dude, we're gonna get in trouble for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bad news kennels. 
This is bad news, Kennels. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a joke. And then all of a sudden, one of these stories is going to come over because somebody... <laughs> It's like this. We speak these stupid jokes, and then someone's asking Joe Burrow about Ames tap water. There's going to be a story. Somebody shot somebody after a, a rooster versus squirrel fight. And we're going to get right. blamed for it. So That's true. With, our, with influence comes responsibility. And now that we've been established as a new level of influencers today, <laughs> we should probably consider. We, we better tread carefully. Oh, brother. All right. And finally... Uh, you know, you probably, I don't know if either of you know too much about ice fishing, but uh, it's something you do in the north. It gets cold enough. It's really a way to sit in a small hut with like three other dudes and get drunk and maybe, maybe catch a fish through the ice or not. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Saw some uh, dudes outside of Lafayette, Indiana when I was up at the Purdue game there. There were some dudes ice, ice fishing. Ice on the fishing, yeah. 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 So it's, a, it's a thing. It gets you yeah. out of the house. Not everyone is a fan of ice fishing, though. Uh, the mayor of Hudson, Ohio, uh, is really against ice fishing. Sully, play the audio. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. And now you got the police, chief, the police department involved. Wait, 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 wait. We'll play that part again. Just data points left. to consider. And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then what? that leads to another problem. Prostitution. And now you got the police chief, the police department involved. Wait, what? <laughs> That well, I gotta go ice fishing in Hudson, Ohio. I'll tell you that because <laughs> yeah. it sucks around here. Apparently, not nearly as fun. That's one of the great leaps of logic of all time. <laughs> like that's 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 you know, Bob Beeman did not leap anywhere near that far. A prostitution ring on the frozen ponds of Hudson, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> it is in the suburban is a suburban community in Akron, outside of Akron. Yeah, yeah, kind of between Akron and yes. Cleveland. Uh, like, yes, all the Akron uh, escorts are going yeah, to be uh, gonna roaming be. out to the town park to look for <laughs> yeah. to go to go stand what? around on the ice waiting for action. Oh my god! <laughs> and the police, why? Just let it, at that point, just let it go. If the woman, if they're going to work that hard for it, <laughs> just come on, just let them be. Who they hurting? They're in the middle of a pond. <laughs> You're not like in a school zone. No, no one right. can see. You know? You're in the little hut. I don't. Who cares? It's like international <laughs> waters. There, there are no. Those rules. huts aren't very big usually. Though. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, how's that going to work? Well, I guess a shanty. You could put a shanty up on this pond. First off, not a good idea because Hudson, Akron is not. This isn't like the iron, like you know, Duluth, Minnesota, where it freezes and stays frozen. Well, yeah, that's like, the thing. Is all of a sudden. Yeah. If there's shenanigans in the shanty and the shanty goes through the wall, through the ice, then, then you got caught. a problem. Yeah, you're going to get caught. You build too big of a thing, you're going to lose it because it's going to, like, you have to tug your, um, uh, I, I think it's just, a, he's just mad Joe Burrow. <laughs> that, he's a Browns fan and he's mad that Joe Burrow left Ohio State <laughs> and now is leading the damn Bengals to the Super Bowl and the Browns are stuck. Yep, Odell left and now he's at yeah. the Rams. And then yeah, he's everything's so turned. This the mayor's lost his mind. Tough Super Honestly, Bowl for the that sounds like a Will Ferrell bite was my thought. Like, I mean, you can't be serious. You absolutely cannot be serious to make that leap of logic, but apparently he is. 
I'm checking out the Hudson Springs Park, yeah. uh, where this alleged prostitution could happen in the ice shanties, <laughs> or the shacks. Uh, they have Harbor Springs Lake, really not that big. Um, but I, I don't know. Probably don't want too big a lake because the bigger it is, the harder it is to freeze over all the way. So 260 acre park with a huge lake for fishing, plus walking trails and pavilions. And if it gets cold, the hookers come out. <laughs> so that's what it says. It says right there. No, so that's what I guess not that last line. <laughs> all right. <Well. laughs> Keep it clean in Hudson, Bowl. Ohio this weekend, please, everybody. This is a college football pop. This is our last football game. For uh, for a while, yeah, the summer. So enjoy the game. Watch the we'll Super watch, Bowl. Isn't the, the new USFL come back or something this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff this year and next. Coach. Is that happening? Yeah, I don't know. We'll find some. We will. Uh, anyway, enjoy the game. Good luck on your uh, wagers, and uh, thanks for sharing and uh, listening. Uh, yeah. li- Remember, ship is up big in the off season. We're doing great. We are doing great, and as the numbers grow. The early listeners should feel an immense source of pride, especially since they were in on the ground floor of the tap water, which has now become an international topic. So you know what? Let's 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 fade out Sully with Hooray Ames. I vowed never to play it again. I'm breaking my vow. Break the vow. Play the song. Talk to you later. December brings snow. Ames is a safe place. The crime rate is low. We've got great schools. The students score high. We go for number one. Not just to get by. Ames High to the Bronx. We think that's great. Over 357 schools in the state. If you visit here, you won't want to go home. Join us with a hooray for the awesome cyclones. It's ISU, the home of field magic. Driving with the top down by College Creek. The spring is mild and the flowers shine. Let's hear a hooray for the warm summer. Affordable living, why go to L.A.? Number nine best city in the U.S.A. For a glass of water when you visit our town. Crack a smile, drink it down, it's, it's the, the cleanest, cleanest around. around. Hooray! We love it in the city of Bay.